Welcome to the Master Bros Podcast. Welcome to the Master Bros Podcast, the Nudes and Bloob series. I yes. am one of your hosts, Luke Skywalker. I'm the ZZ Plant. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to do it for real now. <laughs> <laughs> Take five. You're listening to The John Chi Show, hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The John Chi Show. I am one of your hosts, Patrick Armstrong, here with my lovely co-hosts, KJ Rilke and Nathan Nowak. Fellas, how are you doing today? Annyeong, <laughs> Sorry, It wasn't any better. It wasn't any better that time. My gosh, I need to practice that. You're just enunciating every part of the of the phrase or the word. Yeah, so I guess so. It's like That's, every syllable is its own word. Yeah, you know, like Annyeong is a is a, a full sentence, right? It's true. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically it is. Anyways, hello. I'm doing better. <laughs> I have recovered from the run that I just went on, so I have. Uh, I'm cooling down now. Yeah, doing well. You got the AC cranked up? No, I do have a personal fan blowing on me. I have some LMNT in my cup, which is mm. a competitor to Liquid IV. Mm. Uh, Very nice. Yeah, doing all right. Very nice. Yeah, I am just recovering and getting ready to leave again tomorrow. So yeah, I am uh, doing well. But Patrick, you're you're calling in from across the seas. <laughs> Uh, calling it across from across the seas. That is very true. Uh, it is <laughs> Patrick of the seven seas. Yeah. Patrick of this, the seven this is seas. John Chi like around that. the world right now. This yeah. is around the world. I can't yeah. remember. Wide over there. We didn't do one last time when I was in overseas, did we? No, no we you didn't. were busy. Yeah. And this time yeah. you're less busy. I don't busy. want to talk about that time. <laughs> <laughs> this, time's time, mu- this time's much you're better. You're by yourself in a hotel room. <laughs> so Patrick calls the Dark Ages. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we'll get into all of that. Um, folks, thank you for joining us. This is the John Chi Show. We're the John Chi Show because we talk about our experiences as Korean adoptees. And Nathan, what does John Chi mean for folks who might be joining us for the first time? It means to feast or feast or celebrate. And we are celebrating and feasting. Well, today we're not going to probably feast, but normally we would feast. But typically, typically yeah, we, we feast would feast on and, a Korean snack yeah. or drink item. But we will feast on the stories we're going to tell today, as sure. we as we normally uh, define it, I suppose. Feasting on our stories, and feast on celebration of us <laughs> and oh, others. Yes. Well, um, I'm excited to be here because I feel like we have a lot to talk about. And I feel like we're going to be talking at KJ a lot. So I feel like I want KJ <laughs> to ask us all the questions so we can talk. Oh, yes. <laughs> is, everyone, this is the uh, I didn't go to con and I'm feeling FOMO episode. <laughs> Let me live vicariously through the two Feasty Boys who did go. Are you so. sure? Because I think I saw a photo. I that did you were see a photo the, of you there. The, I mean, yeah, the, I was there. We were all there. I'm just saying that this is the episode for people, for <laughs> listeners who might be feeling that FOMO. Yeah, that's I true. Like, oh, like right, 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 so. right. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. I'll tell you what, uh, iPhone makes it very easy to do little green screen thingies like that. So mm-hmm. yours uh, looks way better than mine. 
that I did when you were in LA that one time. (laughs) You mean where you just slap yourself next to our photo? Do you know how long it took me to make that? Like two hours. (laughs) Dude, but that's what I'm saying. Like iPhone now, you can just like tap and it'll just copy the picture. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's great. So anyways, uh, yeah. Con was just, it just wrapped up a couple of days ago as of the time of recording this. Um, Patrick, both you and Nathan went, and this mm-hmm. was neither of y'all's first time. Is that correct? First in-person time. Nathan, I believe, went in person Same. last year, but yeah. uh, we all attended three years ago. Or right. was that three years ago? Virtually. Yeah, we were, virtually. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About two years ago. Um, yeah. So what... Uh, how what was this? It? That's a terrible question. Let's start yeah, with I guess, that. I guess, yeah. Nathan, that's Nathan's heavily point. involved in it, so that, uh, that makes sense. He has vested go interest through. in explaining yeah, yeah, yeah. what con is, who it's for, et cetera, et cetera. It was in Chicago. Nathan, go. Yeah, Korean American Adoptive Family Network. Uh, this is a conference that's been going around for 25 years. And uh, um, this was, its, of course, 25th anniversary. It was in Chicago. Last year, it was in Denver. Um, this year we had about 280, um, attendees and that's a, a mix of, uh, of a lot of different, uh, um, you know, a lot of different people. So that's, that's, that was really cool for, for me, but it was Korean adoptees, Chinese adoptees, Indian adoptees, parents of adoptees, adoptees who have adopted children. So there's some children were there. I mean, it was, um, it was just a gathering of, um, a lot of different, uh, um, lot of different people coming together and so that was i think really great yeah one of the groups of people that were there there weren't very many but there were some children of adoptees there as well which i um i had some really good conversations about that i thought that was great and this is one of the things that i really like about con that i was sharing with some folks is that you know they've i feel like they make attempts and have especially in the last three years to include as many people involved in this constellation of adoption as possible Mm -hmm. And really expanding beyond the K in con, like getting outside of just being yeah. Korean focused and trying to be, you know, provide platforms for other adoptees to be able to share, come and, and lead presentations. I know that was happening, too. Uh, so I thought that was really amazing. Yeah, I think it's really important, too. I mean, it's one of the things that we felt in the show is you if you spend the time to do the work to really focus into your identity, at some point you hit kind of a cap and, and the only way to grow is to be really specific about who you're talking to and to expand the conversations that you're having. Because at some point, it you have to go from just taking in that knowledge to being able to give that knowledge to others and those kinds of things. And so it's really impressive that Con's been going on for 25 years. I think it's a really great organization. And um, it seemed like uh, everyone who, who went from, obviously, the highlight reel that is social media had a great time. Um, what was... Um, Patrick, I'll go back to you. What was one of like the the highlight uh events for you uh at this conference the highlight events um it's like the well, first thought, thing that jumps to your mind i guess okay so the first thing that jumped to my mind was nathan's panel i thought he did a lot of really good yeah. workshop um even though i had to miss about 10 minutes of it because i was talking to my wife and was extremely hungover um <laughs> but i really i mean unsurprising so nathan will probably talk about it a little bit more but the reason i liked it so much it was called co-creating asian america and it was about uh, Asian adoptees with their spouses and who were also of the Asian diaspora communities. And I just love to hear the ways that they have navigated that. And one of our 
former guest and friend of the show, Jennifer Patel and Vivek was there to have partake in that conversation. And y'all know Jennifer, like super vulnerable, willing to share and step into this discomfort of kind of relaying her own experience and some of the trials and tribulations that come with that. And, you know, I just think it was really powerful to be able to sit and hear all of those things. And then, but really the other highlight event for me was the first night where I partake or partook in too many libations. Um, <laughs> I had, a, we, I, I, there was probably about a three hour stretch where I was sitting with Glenn Mori, previous guest in front of the show and Ostrid Castro. She is a Colombian adoptee who leads adoption mosaic. So an organization has mm-hmm. been doing a lot of work in yeah, the community work. for a long time. And I was telling people this, but it's really rare for me. I feel like in, in the last three years to sit in person with folks who are aligned in thinking and be able to have those types of conversations that really build and build upon the things that have been done and talk about what the future looks like for our community. And I thought it was so incredible because we just sat, it was just us, it was us three. And then there was just a smattering of people who just kept coming in and going and joining the conversation, sharing and adding to what we were talking about. And I thought that we walked away from there. And I talked to Glenn about this the next day just walked away with a lot of really, really good ideas about what we can potentially be doing as a community to help build up. That was my whole thing was like, I feel like a lot of times we just keep building the floor and we build laterally, but we don't build up and we don't build consecutively on top of the things that have already been done. So instead of trying to reinvent, like how do we take everything that's here and build up from there? So those two things definitely were the things that stood out in my mind. And then the gala was just a really fun time minus when Nathan said that the Indiana group couldn't get their picture taken until after the, <laughs> after the, the very the last show, group. So. <laughs> no, 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 it was. Yeah. But those three things definitely were the, the things that stuck out to me the most. Yeah. I, w- I wish I had been in some of that conversation. That was uh, the um, first night that the um, con had started and I was running the Noribong in the uh, the conference rooms, uh, the, uh, the ballroom. So I was busy singing peaches. Um, but uh, the, <laughs> the you were a hit. People loved it. I know. I mean, I love the Noribong. I, I love seeing everyone come in, you know, sing some songs, have a good time. I mean, that is kind of a good icebreaker in a way for everyone to let loose and, um, you know, just start singing and have, you know, meeting some new people. So, uh, yeah, that, that, you know, I know that the communities, you know, there's a lot of people who come to this, uh, and there's the little mini communities within con that people already know each other. They're friends with each other and they've been there forever. Um, you know, they're friends outside of con. And then there's the people who come and they're just, they don't know anybody. And, um, I think quickly you, you, you become part of the community. And even mm-hmm. if you haven't been there, uh, there's ways. I mean, we. I met so many people who came by themselves who have never been there before, and by the end, you just saw them, you know, in big groups or you know, getting tons of emails and and uh, people's social media handles and talking. And just, I love that. I love that ability to just, just absorb, you know, and everyone come together and not have to worry if you if you're you know nervous about coming by yourself. Yeah, I think it's really awesome. And I, as someone who uh, was definitely there, but maybe left early. Uh, and then was running the Janji show. Yeah, then was running the Janji show social media. I think let some people down because they messaged the show expecting Nathan. And I was like, "Hi!" And they're like, "Hey, it's so great to meet you, Con." I was like, uh, "Nathan, you have some messages." 
<laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the other thing is uh, both Patrick and I, I think, met so many people in person for the first time that we've only known through uh, virtual spaces as well. That is also another reason why I love Con and I love the community, um, you know, getting together like that. That was kind of... Um, you know, for me, I guess going back to highlights when your your question is that was for me a highlight is meeting the people in person finally, and I mean, you know, not even I, I've never met Jeff and Sarah Bartholin, and this was the first time meeting them in person and just giving big hugs to each other, and that was just like really cool, um, seeing so many of meeting new people. I mean, gosh, you know, I, I can't even name so many names that we, that we met. <laughs> name them all. I know everyone I'm you seeing. met. I got Brad, I got Get John, I got Amanda, Amy, Mika, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty good. There, okay. No, there's, there's a lot more, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was a lot of fun to just meet uh, everyone in person and just hear what, you know, what they're doing, what they're up to and, and what they're listening to. And, and again, be thankful, uh, you know, that they are, some of them are listening to the John Chi show and have said very nice, kind words. And to everyone who did say that to me and, and Patrick, I, Thank you so much. It just, it just, uh, um, I don't know, gives, gives me a little more purpose and meaning in, in what, you know, behind what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, when we were working the booth after Shannon Gibney's lunch session, <laughs> like that was really, booth. it was really powerful. Okay. Okay. Swag For anybody who doesn't know, the swag. we had a, a swag booth. Um, <laughs> swag. Check out our swag. social media to see us uh, doing a little uh, modeling of our aprons <laughs> that we had there. Um, but that was, to just reiterate, Nathan, like really powerful to see so many people come up to our booth and share like people that either I did know, didn't know who follow me or follow the show and who have been listening for a long time. Um, Brad is somebody who comes to mind. I remember connecting with him very a long time ago. And but I, I didn't recognize when we met and he came up. But just to hear how impactful it's been for a lot of people. I was making the joke that, you know, sometimes I look at our numbers and I'm like, I don't know, think anybody's listening to the show. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> listening, but I, I know people are listening. But to really see and feel that like in person to see somebody come up and say, hey, the show has impacted me in this way has been what was was amazing, you know, and it just yeah, it's proof of what we've been trying to do here and proof that we need to keep going because yeah. these stories resonate and it gives people a lot of community a sense of community even before we're able to meet in person so and speaking of which i got to meet patrick's parents in person shout out oh, dang. oh yeah i forgot <laughs> <laughs> i forgot yeah i didn't parents... even know your parents were gonna be there that was the funny thing i was just coming out to say hi to you because i saw you standing outside by yourself yeah. and then your parents walked up and i was like oh hello and then you said oh these are my parents and I was yeah like, oh. they uh they came down to India to pick me up because they didn't want me to drive home when I got back from Korea. Um, and <laughs> they were like, we both have to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, all right, I'll stay out here by the car while you do that. <laughs> so I'm just standing there, you know, I'm like looking around. I don't see anybody like I'm like, is, I'm like, I don't see any other people who leave and look Korean. And I see Nathan <laughs> walking out. I'm like, oh, hey. And then my parents go back out and he's like, I'm like, hey, these are my parents. And it was just like, this is great. And then I was like, my mom was. <laughs> <laughs> needs to be nicer to my dad. <laughs> then I sent oh, them no. on their way. <laughs> she was also a little confused when I said, hi, I'm Nathan. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> she thought you I were somebody I, else that yeah, she I met mean, it in threw person. It off for I was a like, bit. I'm like, what? I mean, never met We've him. never met. So, I mean, but yeah, it was kind of like. <laughs> I'm like, this is Nathan from the show? And she's like, oh. 
<laughs> Hilarious. I forgot that happened. That seems so long ago. I mean, yeah, there, I there was so much yeah, that I happened. I also forgot that that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was right. That was right after yeah. I saw KJ. I know. So. I was uh, standing there and Nathan didn't even say hi to me. <laughs> oh, Walked right past you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I was trying, to my, trying to get my coffee. Sorry. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Well, well, that's cool. Nick, oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure ahead. that we'll be digesting more about Khan and uh, and I'm excited to hear. I was impressed, Nathan, just hearing like or reading actually your social media posts because uh, I, I think you, at least in what I've seen, you typically don't either for a lack of time or just like brain space don't uh, write super reflective posts. But um, you wrote about your experience at Khan and that it was really moving to me just as, as your friend and as someone who's gone on this journey with you to see... Um, the the two and a half years of growth, uh, what it's brought you to, uh, how you've engaged in broadly the adopted community, um, it was was really impressive, and I love that that Khan can be just another touch point for you and for so many others who have started their journey into adoptiveness <laughs> recently, and then also uh, to be meeting people like Ostrid and and Glenn who have been doing this for so long um, and say like, all right, so how do we continue to, to build up? How do we make this sustainable? How do we, you know, think about like all the ways that we can continue to resource our community and, and continue to get our voices out there and our voices heard? Because at the end of the day, I think we are still kind of a small community and still, mm -hmm. still trying to figure out ways to break into the wider mainstream uh, consciousness, which I think is important um, uh, in all nationalities whether it's like just domestically or mm -hmm. like even abroad thinking about you know the role of uh the other nations and in international adoption and things like that so yeah that's really fantastic um i want to transition um and talk about patrick being overseas <laughs> in korea right, right <laughs> now what's it like being back your second time this time without an agenda I think that's the biggest thing is there's no agenda. And I wrote about this a little bit on my social media, but this is, this feels like the first time that I've come back on my own accord. Well, I, it is because going through the program in October, I've described it as like a field trip essentially. Yeah. And it just felt like I was not there on my own terms. And at the end of the day, while it was great and a huge privilege to be able to go back, it was not the way. I wanted to experience Korea for the first time. So I feel like right now it feels like I'm doing the things that I wanted to be able to do um, in October now. And I would love the October weather. That would be great. Yeah. It was very, very hot. <laughs> and we did a little night thing for Liz Kleinrock's birthday the other night. And it was a literal monsoon. They said it was the hardest rain that they've had all season. Wow. <laughs> we were walking around the city trying to go look at some places. And it is just... I called it oppressive rain because it was just <laughs> downpour. And my umbrella, for whatever reason, is like two-tier and it disconnects. And so water would come in through the umbrella. I'm like, what is even happening? Why do I even have this? Um, but overall, it's just been like, I'm glad that I'm here for two weeks. Because I think coming yeah. just for ICA would probably have been not this. It wouldn't have been the same as last year, but it would have felt rushed. It would have felt like probably not enough time. And I like that I've had this opening week. To just be here. I'm really happy that there are friends here at the same time for me to be able to explore the city with, hang out with. Because I, one of the things that I did not realize would happen would be the amount that I've missed Emily 
in all of this. Mm, like, yeah. I like that I'm here by myself, and I actually, I think I'm feeling, I'm feeling the emotions well up in me right now, but... I think this is like the longest since we've been married that we've been apart. And like, this is obviously a big journey. And I thought, okay, great. This will be good to go by myself and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think I really wish that she was here with me to experience I mean, this because it's so much wife. different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she's my wife, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> important, but, <laughs> but just well, like, but I mean, it's like, it's someone that you, you, you're like, you're like, Hey, I want to spend right. literally every day. I like, mm-hmm. I bet you basically your wedding vow is some version of, I, I vow to never get bored of you ever. And exactly. if I yeah, do, then exactly. I will continue to work on our relationship until I am not bored of you anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so I think it's like, it's, yeah, to, to be there and to have that like momentous time for the, for you to say like, this, this feels like my first time and to have like, I think all that space is like, oh, it's really nice. And a week is a long time to be without your partner. Yeah. And then for all of that. Yeah. I, I totally hear well, you. A week plus con. Cause yeah, plus I was con. missing, oh, yeah. I was missing yeah. my wife during con and I was messaging her every day and we were talking uh, a lot. Yeah. And then when we came, I came home, we had like, I mean, just like a couple hours, you know, discussion. But once the kids went to bed and we just talked about, you know, what I've been doing, but I just wanted to, you know, I, you just want to, share everything that you've yeah. been going through your emotions yeah, can i the just give you my whole head <laughs> yeah just like yeah. because they weren't there and you're like oh i need to share this with you and i want to share this with you but yeah so for patrick you have all of con to share with her on top of all of what you're experiencing now in korea and will experience next week so that is a lot so. yeah i uh yeah and that's the thing like if I would have went home after con, like it would be definitely different like and i mm-hmm. would have loved to be able to share that moment with her and hopefully she can come to the next one um, but the thing that set me up for failure is I flew air or Korean air and Korean air, no wifi on their planes. Oh, so everything I was planning on doing, I did not do. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch movies. I suppose that they have here. And the first movie I watched is was broker, which is about adoption happening here in Korea, specifically Korean language film. And that was a huge mistake. That was a huge mistake because like the first half of the movie, I'm like, all right, I'm like, this is pretty good. I'm like, I'm following along. This is very interesting. And then like certain things happen in the movie. I won't give away spoilers, but I was just like, it like broke me. And like, that made me think about Emily. Like it made me think about the whole reason I'm on this trip. It just had got me in all of my feels. And I was just like snot crying. <laughs> and I'm like covering my face when people are walking by. Cause I'm just weeping. And I look at my, must watch, have COVID. I look at my watch and I'm like, Oh, I got, 12 more hours on this plane. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to to oh, sit geez. with all of that emotion and those feelings. And it really made me think about all of these things that I guess I wasn't going to think about on the way there because I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to learn hung- how to read Hangul and write Hangul and I'm going to do this and that. Like I had all these things I was planning to do on my computer and then that went right out the window uh, before, right as soon as the plane took off. So yeah. that really set me up for having to sit with all of this and sit with everything that I experienced at con, um, a little bit sooner than I was expecting. And so I think that's, what's got me in this very reflective state that I've been in this whole week so far, which I think is, I mean, I don't know, you may feel differently, but for me, I think it's like a, an unlooked for blessing because yeah, like you get to, I think you, you have the privilege of entering into time in Korea, unadulterated, unscheduled time in Korea to be 
Like yeah. you don't have any pressure of, even if Emily was there, you don't know, be like, oh, we got to go somewhere. Not that you wouldn't be accommodating, but like, you know, I, I think if everything had gone to plan, you'd be like, yeah, I'm feeling confident. I do whatever, do the thing, boom, 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 boom. But then maybe those feelings wouldn't have hit until six months later. And sure. you're like, I wish I had done this in Korea because now I feel this. And now instead you might have this time to be like, oh, actually I'm feeling this right now. Let me hop on a bus and go go deal with this or, you know, try to explore something, find whatever bench I can sit on <laughs> and yeah. just be, or go take a video of the, the ocean, you know? Yeah. Um, so I yeah. did sit on a rock once and <laughs> sat outside. Yeah, I, sat so I sat on a rock in a the middle of the city. Rock. So <laughs> okay. I'm sit here and just reflect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Well, so one of the things too, um, coming out of the, the con conference, there's a thing called the post conference blues. Mm. and you know essentially uh, you're connecting with so many people having all these emotions and then you go back and you you're back home and you're back to your 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 normal workload and you know life and stuff um but you have this week to kind of reflect on that but then you have another conference to go right back into (laughs) at the end of the week is there anything that you're preparing um because of that yeah (laughs) other than your liver what (laughs) kinds of things are you doing to prepare yeah for that um, so I say the biggest things are, which I have, we haven't started doing yet is I'm giving two presentations. So like those things that I need to do to prepare and like Liz and I were talking about this last night. So, um, like we need to get on that here in the next couple of days, um, <laughs> just so we know what we're doing. Um, I think the biggest thing to, pre- I don't even know, I say, I, because con was so, it wasn't overwhelming in a bad way. It was overwhelming in the sense that I never been in a room with so many other adoptees like in person like that before yeah on in virtual situations yes but never to feel that energy like palpably uh in the air and then thinking like oh in two weeks i'm about to go and then there's going to be three times as many adoptees here and it's about to be even more wild and so i think it's just been like preparing myself for that and Mm -hmm. thinking about and not having too much of an expectation one of the best things that i was told or we were told i guess by the ICA leaders in one of the pre-calls was to not feel the weight of having to do all of the conference stuff. They said, if you want to do, you can do as much or as little as you want. Just like we talked mm-hmm. to people about when we, when they come on and tell their story. And I really appreciated them saying that because when you go to these things, or even when you do like virtual conferences, it feels like I've never had this before. So I need to do and be involved in as ever as much as possible. And you don't give yourself time to really process and you don't really give yourself time to like feel the things that you're feeling. And that's okay. If you want to do all of that stuff, like totally go for it. If that's what you want to do, because again, you don't, we don't have these things very often, but, um, I think just knowing that I have that opportunity and knowing that I know quite a few people, I feel like who are going to be here, um, or at least, have a prior acquaintance with them. That's what's helped me just like be a little more at ease. And then having this full week to just do whatever and do all of the exploration and and the things that I would like to do um, has helped me coming, getting in and especially getting ready for the conference now that we're almost a weekend away um, has helped me just be, yeah, it's just a calm, I guess, because to your point, Nathan, about the, post-conference blues, the post-con blues. I can definitely, I can definitely understand that. And I think something that was really powerful to me about that was how many people were there and like found their people in their geographic area, their state or whatever it was. Like that was the most powerful thing to me that I didn't even mention in the highlights. Um, 
was the fact that there were so many from our Indiana group there. And like that was that meant a lot to me because we live in a state that it feels like, oh, there's when you tell people you're from Indiana, it's like, oh, there's Asian people there. Oh, there's like adopted <laughs> yeah. people there. Like, you know, yeah. like the people just don't know. They fly over and it's just like it's an afterthought. But it's like we do exist here and there is a lot of stuff happening here. And for folks who from our community who don't podcast all the time or don't necessarily engage <laughs> like that, like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, for them yeah. to experience that was powerful. And it's like I like the fact that we can do this because when you go home now, like hopefully you were able to connect with those people who live in your area. And the fact that we unplanned like the states, the state groups all wanted to do individual group pictures like that really made it clear to me how many different areas we were all coming from. And the fact that there's not just one person there, like representing a whole community of people, a whole state of people like it did feel like everybody brought had like three, four people in their group and you can meet them and know when you go home that you have that. So hopefully it like it pushes the blues back a little bit. Like it, maybe it's not, you don't feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm missing out so much more. It's like, okay, let's again, let's build on this. Let's build here together. Um, mm-hmm. back in Georgia or wherever you might be coming from. So, yeah, I mean, I even met, I met someone from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> this is very cool. I wanted to, I want, I wanted to talk to her more and see if, uh, I don't know. Maybe I could connect her with my sister because I don't think my sister has mm. many um, uh, friends, uh, adoptee friends in in Tulsa. But just again, just like you said, finding community. I know there was small groups, there was big groups, um, and of course, I mean the the fact that it's in Chicago. There was a lot of people from the local Chicago area, yeah. Michigan, Minnesota, and uh, again, that was just great to see everybody. You know, meeting each other even for the first time if they didn't know that somebody lived in the same city as the, as they were and so um that was that was really great yeah so and i guess we'll make more time for that next year now that we know right that this is this is something that people do want and we did kind of make a small thing for regions this at year the beginning was, yeah at the right. very very beginning we did kind of make like a little time on a, on a day for that um, but it's going to be even, I think, a more focused maybe next year where we can find, uh, okay, this group come for a group photo and this group come for this group photo and, and so forth. Um, and, of course, I'll actually bring a flash this time. So, Are you dropping <laughs> some exclusives about Con 24? Not, oh, I don't know. Stay got the, tuned. He's got the inner ear of the higher ups. Get the, that's true. That's true. That's true. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Or maybe a few. <laughs> Keep on listening. <laughs> <laughs> so um kj what have you been doing <laughs> find out about what, what about you're up to and then we'll jump back to because i wanted to ask a couple more questions uh to patrick about con but i want to throw you in there what, what are you been up to very little uh <laughs> I, just weeping at scotus uh oh. and bemoaning yep. the fourth mm-hmm. of july and yep. listening to fireworks go off for multiple nights in a row and Ugh. That's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's where we're at. Um, I did. So Sarah and I went to, she was like, I have like this massive craving for sundubu jjigae, mm. uh, which is like soft tofu, hot, spicy tofu, um, which is perfect because it's stupid hot out. And as we know, Koreans like to fight fire with fire. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, all right, well, let's go to a tofu house and and, and get some of that. So she had sundubu jjigae and I had uh, yukejang and which is like a spicy, spicy beef broth soup thing. And um, had like all of the side dishes, all the banchan, all the bulgogi, and it was awesome. And then we went into a Korean grocery store and I was triggered by some old snacks. And one of the things that I really <laughs> loved was 
like walking down a snack aisle in a Korean grocery mart is like going through the history of the John G show, which is really mm. fun. I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember having like Whiteheim or the Kokodasa. I still have no idea how that's pronounced. <laughs> or there's like the Ace Crackers. And I remember we tried like lots of different things. And so, yeah. And like, oh, look, there's Pepero and there's like, did you have this? Like Sarah was like, did you have this thing? Cause it's got like a, a fish and a whale. And I was like, no, no, no. And then we turned around. It's like, oh no, we had that one. And so it was just like, mm. it's interesting. Like, going through snacks and being like, oh no, this is like literally a record of the show in so many ways, you know? Um, That's fun. So I was just, yeah, it was just really cool. And then like being able to uh, go to the kimchi aisle be like, oh, I like this kimchi brand. I don't like this kimchi brand as much, whatever. Like it was exciting to me. Um, I know that we, <laughs> we talked before you left Patrick about like how you're going to try to smash Hangul and like just get the <laughs> reading and the writing system down. But I think like just those little steps, those little progressions, um, are, are really wonderful and and it actually like so we while we were there i w- make a long story longer i hung out with a friend in springfield who's japanese american uh and she was like hey can you take off your shoes and i was like yeah of course and then i was like oh yeah right that's the thing that we do since then like literally since then uh i take my shoes off in my own home sarah mm. gave me trash for it one time she's like you hang out with Saki one time and you suddenly you just take off your shoes all the time in your house uh and then the dalin sent us uh some in-house slippers and i like literally wore mine out so then i got new ones and then my in-laws were like oh these slippers are cute do i want to take off do you want us to take off your shoes our shoes in your house whatever blah blah and then so flash forward to we get to this korean grocery store and every korean grocery store i guess that i've been to sells in-house slippers Mm. so we just bought them some slippers to get and so like in that way I've been able to, as I grow in my own Koreanness and my own comfort with who I am as a adoptee and Korean, et cetera, uh, been able to influence people that way and just be like, this is now a part of my life. And like, without being like, this is my culture, you know, right. or making some, making some, some broad, like coming out statement, but just quietly, subtly do those things. Uh, Sarah's mentioned to me, like, it's wild how Korean food is such comfort for her. Like mm. it is for me, but like that it's become a comfort food for her too. Um, it's just been like really, really interesting the ways that in my own life over these past couple of years, how it's not just been an individual journey, how I've like had the privilege of bringing other people who love me and who care about me along with that ride, which I think is ultimately the thing that we hope to do as a show is to encourage others to feel comfort in their own skin without the weight of imposter syndrome or without fear of judgment. It's like, this is who I am and I'm going to do these things and they can be true to you. And the more true they are to you, the more other people will come to accept that as well. And hopefully if they love you and care about you, that they adopt those practices and are, are aware of those things, which I think is really, really nice and really lovely. Um, so yeah, so not a, not a big, big, uh, conference event, but, in the slow and steady ways, you know, just being able to embrace my own identity and, and shape the house that Sarah and I are building and, and the lives that we're building. Um, speaking of comfort food, though, Patrick, what's the food situation like in Korea? And is Korean food, has it reached like comfort food status to you? Or is it still <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, Korean food is super good, but it's not like necessarily the thing that you reach for if you're feeling feeling down? Sure. Uh, really quickly before I answer that, best part about the hotel is they have the in-house, <laughs> the house I'm saying, in-house slippers, slippers here. Uh, I'm like, hell nice. yeah, let's yep. do it. Um, <laughs> 
from a food perspective, so this is a question I got asked on my Instagram was like, what foods am I looking forward to here that you can't get in America? And I was just totally honest. I'm like, you know, I am really bad still about food recognition and like knowing oh, yeah. what it is I'm eating yeah, or what to ask for. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like, like I'm what really, is this, a hamburger? Like, yeah, I'm really bad at hamburger It's hamburger soup, GK. And I haven't <laughs> engaged with it as much as I should in, Cor- or in Korea, in Indianapolis, in America, you know, to yeah. like learn a little bit more and like be more familiar with what it is that I want and what I'm looking for. Um, but the nice thing that I said is like I can go into any convenience store and buy Nongshim shrimp crackers and buy pear <laughs> beer just right there. Like I don't have to like hunt it down. Like it's just in anywhere on this on the side of the street. Um, it's interesting. I feel a lot more comfortable going just into a restaurant and ordering, even though I can't read Hangul. Like I don't. I just did this this morning. Like I had been there. They have an English option, like a language option on your self order oh, yeah. system. And today was the first time that I, because I've been, I order similar things or usually the same thing. Was the first time that you I followed didn't. the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, the first yeah. time that I didn't like switch the language to order, like I kind of just went through it and felt like, okay, that was a comfort to me to be able to do that and feeling a little bit of that. Even though the breakfast was not specifically like Korean focus, it was like bacon and eggs and cucumber and lettuce on a bun. Um, so it was, but it was really good. <laughs> on a- <laughs> yeah, on like a, on like a, a on like a long hamburger loaf, sandwich, essentially. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I like that you asked it. Like, is it something I'm reaching for still? And I think it is. I'm trying to push myself in that direction because I think there are a lot of Western uh, restaurants here, like a Burger King. They're putting in Popeyes chicken like right down the road. <laughs> like, there are a lot of different things that are available to me that. I felt myself being like, I want to go in here because I know what this is. Yeah. And like, it's easier for me to do this. And instead I've been like, don't go in there, go into this other place right here. And so there's a 24 hour spot right down the road from my hotel too. And I went in there last night to get dinner. Cause I was like, I just want something. I want something different. And I ended up getting kimchi bokumbap, which I did not use mm. the English version of the menu for and went through nice. and like found it and picked it out myself. And it was amazing. And it was like, and that felt very comforting to me. I know I mentioned to y'all last night in the text that I went and got that, but um, that felt very comforting in the sense that I could make the, go through that interaction and go through that motion without feeling the imposter syndrome of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so the food itself was amazing and it was great. Mm -hmm. It, and it's more of like feeling like I can do this on my own and not feeling like terrified of like the, the prospect of not being able to know what I'm ordering or to know how to order it or how to say what it is or whatever the case might be. Granted, they did have a menu outside that had English translations of what it was next to the picture. So that helped a little Which bit, but right past it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But just yeah. ran right I don't past need it this. Store. So yeah. So but I think the that's pictures are helpful. So keep those coming. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Keep the pictures up there, please. Like, I'm um, a four year old. But that's been, that's been my experience with it so far. Um, Luckily, been here with Liz, who can speak Korean pretty well um, and oh, really? knows how to inter- interact in those situations and um, like leaning on her a little bit to help me navigate a little uh, some of the meal situations. But yeah, it's been it's been good. And, I, and again, I feel like I'm trying to push myself in out of the comfort zone of, of American food and really mm-hmm. like being like, you can do this and like pumping myself up and then 
seeing it through. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So to KJ's uh, question of comfort food for you, maybe the comfort food is just the familiarity of the food now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's definitely not all, that's definitely not wrong. I think the having over the last three years found ways to eat it more and, and, and again, not engaging with it enough still because there are Korean restaurants peppered around the Indianapolis area that I could go to and get these meals and and be more familiar. But having developed familiarity with it and then having been in Korea, you know, not eight months ago, like, you know, eight, mm-hmm. nine months ago. Um, knowing that I felt comfort there just being here and then like not wanting to start from the same position as I did when I came here last time for the first time. Yeah. And really, again, wanting to build on that experience. So yes, Mm -hmm. the familiarity is definitely an important part of it. That's interesting too. I guess I haven't thought about like, I'm pretty familiar with like a traditional Korean menu at this point. Like, sure. and I know like Jigae and Jang or Jigae and Tang are like soup and stew. And so like, mm. I know like if I see that ending, this is what I'm going to get without needing to see the picture or like right. pop is going to be a rice dish or, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And so like, uh, being familiar enough with that, yeah, it does make it, I guess, more comfortable to me beyond just like the flavors being so good and being so specific. Like Sarah and I were just talking about how like we ate a lot of food and the next morning we didn't wake up feeling like we ate a lot of food. We just, I mean, it was just like, like a big meal, but it wasn't like clean. Like it wasn't like a Thanksgiving, like there's a crushing weight in my stomach that (laughs) I just cannot get rid of for like the rest of the day. You know, like if I have like a big Korean lunch, I'm still going to be ready for dinner by dinner time. You know, if I eat a whole bunch of that food. So it burns clean. Burns good, so and not like the, the hamburger I just ate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and French fries. I will also say I think it's fun to go into those like more American chains because they are globalized, and so right. it's like, what's Korea bringing to a McDonald's or yeah. vice versa? Yeah. You know, and like, and I think that that curiosity like, that. in my own sense of like Korean Americanness. Like is like all right, so McDonald's is like the classic example, and so you go in and you see like a bulgogi burger. I'm like, oh, that makes sense yeah. to who I am because mm-hmm. I am bulgogi and burger. I'm a fusion. <laughs> like, yeah, that fusion. Uh, and then it's fun because you like obviously that's something that you know really intimately and gets like you can experience Koreanness in a different from a different perspective that way. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, the bulgogi burger that, at McDonald's is something I want to try before I leave. So that's yeah. on the that's on the list. Yeah, that photo you sent just it made my mouth instantly water. Which I guess this is like maybe retaliation for all the food photos I send you guys. With. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that. It was, was very like, good. Oh, it was very very so good. good. And I, yeah, I, I think I what did I have last night? I had leftovers, but um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about Ica, because I know that's coming up for you. Um, I know that there's a little bit less structure than Khan, right? Because it's a um, there's only a few sessions per se, right? Is that yeah? Right? So again, I've been I'm like a I'm a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. Uh, yeah. Super spontaneous. Like a, I'm just gonna show up. <laughs> yes, that is a hundred percent how I'm treating this. So I've been really bad about like knowing exactly what is planned for the week. And I didn't really sign up for any extracurricular stuff either. So I don't really know what is available there. But yes, you're right. The sessions, I don't think, start until Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I think there's only a few each day. And it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday when there's session stuff. So I'm presenting on Thursday and Saturday. Um, but 
just a lot of people. It's centralized at the Coex Mall, so this so super big mall in um, Seoul, and uh, tons to do there. We were just there yesterday and did like a retail therapy session, essentially. Uh, me, Liz, Christian, and a couple of their friends, and it was <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun, and so it's it's cool to think about that situation. Um, there is like a welcome thing happening at the beginning, um, like a kind of like a formal. It's not a gala per se, but it, I feel like it's being treated kind of like that uh, for people to just kind of meet and mingle and have like one that first meal together. There's some community stuff that's happening, like dinners and whatnot. Um, I did sign up for like the, the uh, people are going to a baseball game, so like that was an option for you to go to. But That'd yeah, it does really feel neat. it does feel a little bit on not unstructured in like a bad way. But again, it like leans into this. We don't want everyone to feel like you have to attend every single thing. And so it feels very open and it feels very, I'll I'll, I'll say organic. It feels like you have the choice to do whatever it is that you want. And one of the people that I met in a small group at the, in one of the pre-calls, she's like, I'm coming with my family and I'm, I paid for the ticket to come to the conference and I'm going to two things. And then like, other than that, it's like a family vacation for me. And I'm like, I love that you said that because I feel like a lot of people won't voice this Mm-hmm. like I'm not going to do a whole bunch, you know, because I feel like I don't want to be that person. Like, Oh, I'm just coming to whatever. And I don't want to hang out with y'all. Like if you don't want to hang out with anybody else, that's totally fine. Like go do your own thing. How often do you get to come to Korea in the first place to be mm-hmm. able to be here? You know? So like, don't feel this pressure. And I feel like that's what I've gotten from Ica. The sense that I've gotten from the conference as a whole and the leadership right now is that, they don't want people and I'm pretty sure they went through a leadership change over the last three years over COVID um, coming into this one. And so I think it's a little bit different. I don't have a baseline. Obviously, I've never been to really say what it was like and how it's going to be different. But I feel like they are trying to make it as accessible and, and inclusive for our community as possible um, without being like you have to do this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is a worldwide conference too, so anyone across the world is invited. So there will yeah, be people from say, other yeah, countries. Yes, um, ICA for those. Yeah, don't know. ICA stands for International Korean Adoptee Association, um, and it's every three years. So yeah. there's definitely, I think, um, I, I like that. That it's it's. I, I mean, I really wish I had had time to go this year. Um, I I'm gonna make it a point to say that I, I'm gonna try to make the one in three years. <laughs> So, I will get a passport yeah, renewed by then. Yeah, get hey, they're going to be they're going to pay too. us to come out here in three years yeah. to do stuff. So yeah. don't you worry <laughs> well, about that. <laughs> it's also a very affordable co- uh, con- or conference too. So sure. that's another thing because most of the costs go into getting there. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I think you're going to have a great time. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely a little giving a little now secondary FOMO for even, <laughs> even right after, uh, after just getting back from an event. I'm like, I want more, I want more events. Well, so. that's the, I mean, that's the post-conference blues right there. You yeah. know, like it's, it's just uh, a little bit, yeah, and obviously withdrawals. you're vicarious through me, but yeah, you know, <laughs> just like wanting to do, knowing that they're like back to back too, you know, and mm-hmm. there are a few people who are doing both like myself and it's interesting. I'll be interested to see who all comes out here. I know Nick Green's going to be out here. Son of Bourne is going to be out here because I'm presenting with her. So um, uh, Amanda Cho, who's going to be out here, part of yep. the multiple con advisory people coming out. So, and con yeah. leadership. So excited to be with them and spend some time yeah. with them as well. So, and Rick's out there, right? Have you, have you seen Rick already or? Yes. I got to see Rick on the first day. So that nice. I was out here. I've, that's been the other thing. Like this week has been really great for meeting up with people 
outside of the conference completely who may or may not be going. Um, and that's just been, that's been one of the really lovely things has been able to see a bunch of different people every day and mm-hmm. um, have that experience with them and just hear like, what, what's it been like for you? And then Rick obviously been living out here and, and doing a lot of stuff. So yeah, Rick's always a great time. That's awesome. Hi, so, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Rick. <laughs> greetings. <laughs> Wait, was that Rick? <laughs> No, I was saying oh. I was giving my greetings to Rick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's it's really awesome that you're out there. Uh, and yeah, like Nathan, I, I'm personally pretty pretty jealous. Not jealous, uh, envious, I guess. Um, sure. It, of of you being able to to go and be there, um, to, especially going to two and me being at the old goose egg of conferences this year. Um, Ooh, oh, yeah, can I actually interject real quick oh, yeah, uh, and share something? Um I'm glad you said that because this is something that I've been reflecting on a lot, especially being able to go to both of these conferences. One of the things I really like about con is that they make it a point to try and get people there who would not traditionally be able to come um, Mm -hmm. most likely because of socioeconomic status. And I think that especially having to win some larger Asian diasporic events in May, like that's something that I've really been thinking about. How do we invest in our community to be able to get people who can't come to these things? Because it's like, that's how powerful it was just to be at con. Like, and again, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'm going to have that similar feeling at ICA, but like just being at con and seeing how many people are here and seeing the relationships and, and just the emotion that comes with all of that, seeing the affirmation that comes with that is so important. And then I think about all of the people who aren't able to be there. Like we were a, yeah. a two, over 200 adoptees. It's a smattering of different, not just Koreans, but like you said, Indian, Chinese, a bunch of different people. That is but a fraction of the amount of adoptees who are existing right now and mm-hmm. who can't come to these things. And then that's something that I'm really interested in figuring out. How do we do this? How do we get people who can, to get to ICA, who can come to Korea and who wouldn't be able to do that? And so I want to I just want to say that I recognize this is a huge, huge privilege of mine to be able to go to both of these events, to be able to spend an extra week in Korea, to be able to do these things. And like at the end of the day. I really want to figure out how we can, how I can use my privilege to be able to help other folks along to get to these points, especially to con because it's in the contiguous States. You're like, like you can, like, this is a much more accessible thing than Korea specifically. And I think like this con was so powerful. I wrote about it. Like one of those powerful moments I've had since starting this journey over the last three years. And I think it was because you see how affirming it is for everybody to be there Mm -hmm. in this space where we don't traditionally get to have, and we haven't, even though they've been here for 25 years, it wasn't always adoptee run. It wasn't always adoptee led, you know, and now, now it is. And now we have these opportunities. And if there is any way that I can help support someone to be able to make the con next year, like I want to be able to do that, whether it's through the show, whether it's personally, whether it's some sort of business opportunity, I don't know what that looks like, but I want to be able to use my privilege and pay that forward for these other folks who haven't had the chance to come so that they can feel that and know when they go home, even if they have a little bit of that post con blues, like that they've built this community. Now they found and seen themselves in community like this. So that way they can, they're not, they know that they're not alone. Like that's the best part about it. It's like you walk away, you know, you're not alone in this community in your lived experience. And I think that's so important. So I want to recognize my privilege in being able to do all of these things this year 
and know that one of my personal goals is to figure out how to make more people have access to this opportunity. There is a con scholarship that uh, that was available and there were a few um, receivers of that this year. Um, I I totally agree. I think we should help. And so um, let's let's find a way for next year. Maybe uh, the John show can sponsor one. one attendee. So I, I would be all for that as well. But uh, um, because I do think it's, it's, it's such, you know, a great experience. Um, and just again, hearing from so many people who were there for the first time, we had over 100 people that were new. And um, that that's, wow, that's like, you know, almost half the conference is new people. So last year, it was more because um, pre-pandemic, um, you yeah. know, or post-pandemic kind of a thing. Um, there was a lot more new uh, first-timers last year, but then this year there was less, which means there was a lot more probably repeats. And so right. um, I think that's still a lot, and there's still a lot more people. I'm, I'm hoping that next year it's over 300 attendees. And uh, yeah, we, you know, like I said, I would love to help sponsor somebody. So let's 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 make that happen. Yeah. Well, and I think that we, you know, as we uh, are trying to figure out our own live event for the John Chi show, like one of the things that we're also very aware of is how can we travel? Because we're, right. <laughs> we talk about order of magnitude, like if Ica's <laughs> way up at the top and Khan is in the middle, we're like baby bear status like, in <laughs> yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. Our, yeah. our live events. Like we're growing, uh, but you know, we're, we're just, we're bottom of the rung. And so it's our privilege then to be able to move to other places and to yes. be able to like, we'll take on the cost of traveling so that we can meet other people. And because, yeah, absolutely. It is meeting people in real life is so important. And I think the John T show amongst other things exists to fill in the gaps so that you can week in and week out, feel like you're not alone, feel like you do have community, feel like there's other people who get you. Uh, That being said, we are probably taking a break uh, for one to two weeks because Patrick and Nathan are both traveling. I will probably come out with a special episode with a random guest um, in the interim, but uh, that's totally unrelated. So uh, the Janshi, I mean, we obviously missed last week. We'll miss more time. We'll be back with interviews. We'll be back with solos and stuff. uh, Once all the traveling, the summer traveling is done and our lives are a little more stable and we can get back to the hot mess that is scheduling across three to four time zones. So, yeah. Well, that's yeah, an so exclusive. I'm excited for that. Yeah. yeah. To everybody who's yeah continued to support us, everyone who did, uh, um, you know, buy an apron or, or Tumblr while you're at con. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, welcome to all the new listeners. And uh, again, thank you to all the ones that we met while we were there. Yeah. Yeah. So like we said at the top, we're not doing a a food or a drink because Patrick is in Korea and was rudely didn't send us anything uh, from the motherland. You didn't get it yet? Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, I didn't say anything. It's fine. (laughs) Send me some hot dog. Send me. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Fresh uh, hot dog. Until (laughs) next time. Wait, 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 wait. Nope. Oh, yeah. We didn't do any of our sign off stuff. Oh, my gosh. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Never mind. Okay. I'll do it. All right. Yeah. Or you want to do it? You got it. No. Okay. Uh, you can, until next time, you can find The John Chi Show at John Chi Show on all social media platforms. You can send us an email to John Chi Show at gmail.com. Uh, if you're just like, if you w- met someone, Nathan or Patrick at Con, didn't get the chance to say hello or whatever, just that's a great way to message us. Uh, if you could, please leave us a rating or review on any places you can do that, uh, including but not limited to Yelp or Google My Business or. Uh, I don't know if Bing has any ratings. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, just leave it. 
help leaving a rating and a review helps our podcast be found by other people. Uh, you can support the show by going to johnjshow.com slash support. Uh, if you want to be a guest, you can go to johnjshow.com slash guest to fill out a guest form. Um, and you can find me at, oh, I forgot, voicemail. We didn't yes. even do the voicemail. Okay, that was going to say, I think we have another voicemail to listen yeah, to. Yeah, we do. I think you mentioned right. it so, in the last episode. Yeah, <laughs> anyways, all right. If you want to leave a voicemail, go to 972-677-8867. It drops you into like a Google Voice thing, and you can just leave a message there. Um, I think that's it for all the Junchy Show plugs. You can hang out with me at KJ Rocky wherever I want to be found on the internet. You can hang out with me at Patrick in the World, wherever I want to be found on the internet. <laughs> in korea and you can find me at nnowak on instagram or nathan nowak on facebook yeah perfect so until next time john chi hey i hit it too late